Welcome to today's podcast for March. We're going to try and read the whole daily reflections for the whole month of March. On this podcast, we'll be doing about seven at a time. Beginning with March 1st, of course, to, and we'll stop at March 5th for, and then we'll start all over again. All right, let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It works. It works. It really does. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 88. When I got sober, I initially had faith only in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Desperation and fear kept me sober and maybe a caring and or a tough sponsor helped. Faith in a higher power came much later. This faith came slowly at first. After I began listening to others share at meetings about their experiences, experiences that I have never faced sober, but that they were facing with strength from a higher power. Out of their sharing came hope that I too would and could get a higher power. In time, I learned that a higher power, a faith that works under all conditions is possible. Today, this faith plus the honesty open-mindedness, and willingness to work the steps of the program give me the serenity that I seek. It works. It really does. I'm Fernando. I'm alcoholic, and I approve of that message. That happened to me. March 2nd. Do not be discouraged. And I say to you again and again, do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 60. Few experiences are less valuable to me than fast sobriety. Too many times, discouragement has been the bonus for unrealistic expectations. Not to mention self-pity or fatigue from my wanting to change the world by the weekend. Discouragement is a warning signal that I may have wandered across the God line. The secret of fulfilling my potential is in acknowledging my limitations and believing that time is a gift. Not a threat. Hope is the key that unlocks the door of discouragement. The program promises me that if I do not pick up the first drink today, I will always have hope. Having hope to believe that I keep what I share every time I encourage, I receive courage. It is with others that with the grace of God and the fellowship of AA, I trudge the road to happy destiny. May I always remember that the power within me is far greater than any fear before me. May I always have patience, for I am on the right road. Fernando, alcoholic, self-pity, fatigue, wanting everybody to believe me because I got sober. My, My loved ones, my mom, my brothers and sisters, my employer, my old friends, Wanting them to believe me that I was going to be okay because I got sober and I'm a member of AA. I set myself up for a fall for discouragement because the baby in me wanted you to believe. And I was crying and moaning and groaning. And alcoholic anonymous was punching me in the nose, telling me to be a man, to give thanks and write down my fourth and fifth and look, uh, look at the past and all the wreckage that I'd done. 
and stay on step three until I'm ready to do four. Step three says, I give it over my life, my will, my choices, the way I, the way I look at things, my will and my life's plural, the many hands I have to other people, over to God as I understand him. How do I understand God? This is the way I understand God. For me, folks, and it works, I, I thank God for my discouragements. I take hold of my willpower by giving it over to God, by filtering through thanking God for everything that passes through my emotions, my mind, my fears, my anger, my hopes, my future desires, especially the bad stuff. I thank you, God, for what I'm go going through. As a matter of fact, I turn it into a game, you know. This too shall pass hilariously. This too shall pass laughingly. This too shall pass and bless me. Amen. Thank you, God, for what I'm going through. Okay, March the 3rd. <clears throat> so our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Basically. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. Alcoholic Nouns, page 62. For so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms, self-centeredness, self-pity, self-seeking, all of which stem from pride. Today, I have been given the gift through the Fellowship of Alcoholic Anonymous of practicing the steps of, and traditions in my life, of my group and sponsor, and the capacity, if so, I choose to put my pride aside in all situations with the rise in my life until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was a problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directionally proportioned to them. I could not experience serenity and sound sobriety. I know I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I'm starting to put a lot on my hopper, on my brain. So I wish I, could, I wouldn't say any comments, then I can concentrate on the reading. Let me try this again. Thank you for hanging out with me. Let me read the... Uh, someone wrote this comment in, okay? What I usually like to do with my sponsees, I have them read the top portion first. So for instance, today, the 3rd of March, it says, so our troubles we think are basically our own making. I like to ask them to, to go back and analyze that statement and write down. And then I grade them. Then we get together and they tell me, uh, this is what I wrote down for March the 3rd, without looking the commentary, the bottom part. So our troubles, we think, are basically we're all making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run right. That child in me, running and wanting the bottle and not, and crying on the, on the uh, supermarket floor because I can't get my bottle, or I'll try to put it down my pants, and then it flies off, and it breaks, and it, and it makes a big old embarrassment. Though he usually doesn't think so, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills him. One way to get rid of this selfishness is by thanking God for the selfishness. 
you know, you cut off that part and you start the discipline. You may have to write it down on your journal, actually on your minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day planner that you're thanking God for your thinking. Everything that comes out of the chute, you're saying, thank you, God, for that thought. Thank you, God, for that emotion. Thank you, God, for that anger. Thank you, God, for that desire. Some desires are good, and every once in a while, you'll catch something. You'll say, oh, thank you, God. It'd be nice for me to have that iPad. I could do my work. And boom, two hours later, the iPad shows up. Guys, I am a witness of that. Situations like that. God starts doing for us things that we cannot do for ourselves so he can basically get the credit and we can, we can get excited and keep on doing the same thing over there. Man, that would thank you, God. That would be nice for me to have that vehicle. I can get to meetings. I can see myself filling it up with newcomers. I can see ourselves uh, singing songs and going to meetings and going to functions and being all the way live, being excited about doing the right things with newbies, with new alcoholics, with people that would not normally we wouldn't mix with. Amen. All right, let's keep going before I start on the next story. <laughs> I hope I covered everything. Um, let me go ahead and finish reading the second part. It says, and the alcoholics, an extreme example of self-will run right. Okay, that's our objective is to get a hold of our our will, our self-will, and turn it into God-will, run praising, run. We want to be an extreme example of self-will, thanking God for his will, run riot. You know what I mean? We want to shift it over to God's will by thanking God for the problem. That is basically doing God's will. And every problem turns to be a gem. Every problem turns to be a prophet. We put every problem in the incinerator of thanksgiving. And out it comes out prophet. It becomes a lesson. It comes out gold. It becomes the, the learned lesson that we so yearn for. You know, we don't have to make that same mistake three times, seven times over and over again and beat ourselves up. Every time you say... It, it's a must, should, would, could. Uh, it's got to happen this way. I can't get rid you know. Oh, this has to stop, really. You can't even look, stop to look at your, uh, at your past and see how many times you said that and how many times I fell on my mud, on the face of my mud. Stop saying that. It doesn't work. That's what the beauty of the Alcoholic Anonymous. It gives us a chance to look back and see the wreckage we've been causing with our own self-will run riot, folks. I work with alcoholics. They're constantly saying, I mean, they're, they're, they got a foot in the grave and they're saying that kind of, uh, you know, attitude towards the future. Must, should, will, this has to happen. You know, I said, hey, guys, nothing's going to have to happen. You're not God. You are not God and you're approaching God's world differently. We are guests on his house. You ever been in the guest of someone's house? And then you get overwhelmed with the furniture and the people and the dignity and the care. You just, you feel underdressed. That's what this, we are in. We are in somebody's house and somebody's guest and we're demanding things, okay? We're made here to enjoy 
what they put on our plate. Thank you, God, what you put on my plate. If you start thanking God what's on your plate, guess what? He's going to start putting good things that you did not earn on your plate. And if you, that's the reason we have a hard time receiving his love, his care, his kindness, his goodness. Okay, I'll, I'll read the uh, second part. It says, for so many years, okay, above everything, we alcoholics, excuse me, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. And that alone right there takes years and years and years, and many of us take it to the grave. We don't stop to understand that is our selfishness. By not thanking God for our selfishness, it kills us. Okay, so but God has the answer. Just all you got to do is thank Him for your selfishness. Thank Him for every thought that comes out of the brain. Every every, the reason you want to thank Him is because it's it's a skew. It's usually wrong. It's 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 cunning. It's 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 ridiculing the people. It is it is it is judging wrongly. There's nothing wrong with right right judgment, but when we judge other people with uh, condemnation, criticizing, condemning, complaining, that right there, we are playing God. It's not our it's not our situation. We back off. Unless they're they're causing harm to us, you know, then we protect ourselves with all our hearts and minds and souls. But not with the word and not with fear, okay? Okay, for so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms of self-centeredness. Today, I have been given the gift of the Fellowship of Akronomics of practicing the steps and traditions in my life of my group and sponsor and the capacity, if I so choose, to put my pride aside in all situations which arise in my life. Until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was the problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out, until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them, I cannot experience serenity and sound sobriety. Again, until I could discard my expectations, okay, and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them, I could not experience serenity and sound sobriety. Amen. That's that's the port pint. That's the goal we want to get to. I want to get to. You know, if I if there if it happens, it happens, right? If not, I will do whatever's in front of me to be done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. Whatever's three feet in front of me or around me. You know, for instance, if the wife wasn't ready, I was fine, fine, you know. Before I used to, man, I, 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 one time I got her in the car and we we're coming back from Las Vegas. She didn't talk to me till we got to Barstow. <laughs> I said, come on, we're going in the morning. We're going to see the sun rise. We'll be ready. Well, she wasn't ready. And she's today we usually leave. Ah, for instance, we just came down from up Northern California. We left at three in the afternoon and we had three days to get ready, but she had a cold and she had to take care of her parents and make more sandwiches for her parents before she left. And I tried to tell her, I said, honey, what's going to happen three days from now when they run out of sandwiches? I said, they're going to be able to take care of themselves. It's an honor to be able to cook for yourself and do things. They have the ability to do that. You're obsessing, but try to get that through her 
is will be, <clears throat> she'll be quiet all the way to Bakersfield. <laughs> all right, March 4th. The essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. Okay, the essence of our growth now, the essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. In other words, guys, uh, thanking God for everything that's coming out of your brain, emotions, will, anger, and unremitting willingness. And how you do that is you put a rubber band around your wrist. I got a rubber band right now around my wrist. And it says, give others the benefit of the doubt. and something like that. And uh, this will remind me that my essence for growth is a willingness to make a change and do two-minute goals. I can thank God for a situation for two minutes. That's what my rubber band is about, to remind me not to engage until I thank God for the problem, at least two minutes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I may have to set the clock for two minutes, making my goal, thanking God. To shoulder a willingness, better unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. If I have the habit of making mistakes, and I'm a history of making mistakes with my mouth, with my actions, with my being at the wrong place, wrong time, then I need to do self-discipline with God by thanking God. And then it becomes God's will. And then I become, I become ally with God. Don't you want to be ally? He's got a solution for everything, even the knuckleheads that bug you. You start thanking God for the knuckleheads and keep at it. And you don't know you don't understand it, even though it's not working. And you say, thank you, God. This, this thanking God is not working for this knucklehead. You stay there. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. And then you'll realize that you start getting a little hope, a little faith, that, that the knucklehead wants you to go in the wrong direction. Our direction is growth, loving, giving the benefit of the doubt. We can easily say, oh, I give the benefit of the doubt. Oh, nobody bothers me. Really? Really? Are you really honest with yourself when someone comes and starts eating your lunch very easily? You can start getting mad and... I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, that's what we want to curtail. That's what we want to, we want to grow from that point. They, they come to test us, see if the information that we've been reading and, and what we've been talking about is valid, folks. So you might as well start thanking God for AA Big Book, page 552. If you have a resentment against anyone, people, places, and things, Start thanking God for their prosperity, for their health, and their happiness. Thank you, God, for so-and-so's prosperity. Thank you, God, for their happiness. Thank you, God. Use the anger and the strength for good. And whatever you dish out, someone else is going to dish out to you, guys. Just one guy went to heaven. He died in a motorcycle. He was revived. And he said when he was in heaven, he saw himself when he was beating up on that poindexter the geek, and he and he, the guy looked familiar, and he was hitting him on the floor, he says, and, his, and the God was showing him, and he saw that it was himself. He was beating himself up on the face with his anger, just because he had anger, just because 
Anger was never disciplined as a child and beating his own self. So when he came back, he's doing what I'm doing, thanking God for and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And Okay? All right, folks, that's the way Gandhi did it. That's the way the, uh, our, our Lord Jesus recommends, you know, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Take the stronger guy can take the hit. I got punched by this one guy that was drinking and uh, we were in the house, somebody else's house, and I threw him out because of his arrogance. Just got him and threw him out, locked him out of the house. Next couple of days, we're drinking again. We're standing out there and he came and he punched me. I wasn't angry at, at that time. I was serene and, and I knew I could hurt him if I raged, but I just stood in love and other guys uh, held him back. And I and they were afraid I was going to react like a crazy man, but I let it go and nothing happened after that. I have forgiven myself, forgiven him, and there was no more anger on that. Of course, he would have kept punching me. I probably would have held him down, but that's the way we roll, folks. We have a program. Other people don't have programs. We have a program that's going to be tested, guys. Okay. Getting back to March 4th on the commentary, it says, as Bill sees it, page 115, that's what I read. The essence of all growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and the unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. By the time I had reached step three, by the way, that was from as Bill sees it, page 115. By the time I had reached step three, I had been freed of my dependence of alcohol, but bitter experience has shown me that continuous sobriety requires continuous effort. Every now and then, I pause to take a good look at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look, but each time I also find new weeds sprouting where I thought I had made my final pass with a blade. As I head back to get the newly sprouted weed, it's easier when they are young, I take a moment to admire how lush the growing vegetables and flowers are, and my labors are rewarded. My sobriety grows and bears fruit. Wow, what a beautiful statement here, huh? Every now and then, I pause to take a look at my progress. Good look at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look. I thank God for the problems in the past. I pull out the wrong trees that are growing, the weeds, with thanking God for for it. Who would have thought that if I thank God for a problem, God will help me pull it out? He goes, just thank me for it. Well, it's the problem that is stuck in the spirit is stuck in the heavens. And if we thank for them, the angels will help us pull that out and you'll feel it. You'll feel it pop out. It could be a devil, uh, evil spirit stuck inside of us. And that's the way we get it out. <clears throat> we, we sense it by the anger we sense it by the resentment. We sense it by the destructive imagination that keeps uh, going through our mind. We start thanking God for our destructive, <clears throat> oh, should have, could have, would have. You know, thanking God that you catch yourself. I catch myself going back with my imagination and seeing that I have all these great investments and so forth. I thank God for my skewed thinking and imagination. I come back to the future and I thank, I thank you, God, for my life just the way it is. I thank you for my fingers. I thank you for my toes. I thank you for my knees. I thank you for my calves. Thank you for the blood that's running through my system. I thank you, God, for my kidneys, my liver, my pancreas, my stomach, Lord. Thank you, God, for I can piss, shit. 
Thank you, God, that I can admire and see beauty. And thank you, God, for for low riders, whatever, high riders. And you give yourself a five-minute enthusiastic uh, reality check. Thank you, God, I can breathe in deeply. Thank you, God, I can see, I can talk, I can think. I saw a lady on YouTube trying to do sit-ups, and they had cut off two of her legs and one arm. And she was a mom of three or three kids and stuff. And she was trying to do sit-ups so she can strengthen her abdominal muscles so she can be of better service with the one arm and the one torso she had left. And not to be uh, a poor me. And then you see her in the next chart just laughing and loving her kids with three limbs gone, folks. Come on now. By the way, do a two-minute exercise in <clears throat> laughing, two-minute exercise in thanking God for your thoughts, two-minute exercise in push-ups, sit-ups, two minutes, and walking, two minutes. Start everything two minutes every day <clears throat> that you have on your bucket list that you're going to do for self-improvement, two minutes. Two minutes of uh, brushing your teeth properly, uh, doing uh, hygiene, and basically everything is two minutes just to get us in the area of habit, even writing two minutes, even reading two minutes. Why do I say two minutes? Probably because we ain't doing even one minute. That's why we have all these, they say about 80 to 100 million people have good intentions in their hearts. So, folks, all we're going to do is put our good intentions and dreaming, too. Say, for instance, you want a new vehicle. Dreaming for the new vehicle and saying, God, thank you for it. Okay. The supply for it is not here yet, Lord. But we, you and I, and everyone else should have it. It will surely come if we should desire it. And we do. You know, we stare at it, look at it, think about it. It'd be so nice driving it, put your hands up, imagine ourselves on it. That's a constructive two-minute going into the future reward, okay? Without any expectations. It's, it's a joy to take our laughter. See how laughing yourself into two minutes and being in that thing. Say, wow, it happened. It happened. So many times we use that, that little trick in going places where we don't have... We needed to get up Northern California, 400 miles. Somebody was moving in. They had an emergency. They're moving out of from another state. They're coming into the big house. We got to move our bedrooms out and let and be kind to the people, even though we knew they were drinking or they were going to turn on us. And we didn't have a vehicle to get up there. And then we prayed, say, God, help us to be there Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday morning we were there. Friends of ours were moving. And then we, we helped them move. And then we got close to the town, and then they loaned us a car, and then we went over there, and we were there. And, and then the beauty of it is that I said, we're here, we're here, it happened, it happened. Too many imaginations. Remember, a glad heart makes a cheerful countenance, but a sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 15 13. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. Now, by thanking God for everything that goes through our mind, we will have a cheerful countenance. By, by complaining and arguing and sorrow of the heart, our spirit will be broken. We will be easily broken and led astray. 
Remember, our minds are always seeking understanding and knowledge, and we want to inquire and we crave for it. You know, the person that doesn't have a, a heart for this kind of stuff is always craving foolishness. You know, they always want more and more foolishness. They feed on foolishness. We are not, we have been changed. All the days of people that are, are complaining are afflicted and are made more evil by anxious thoughts and, and unrealistic uh, wants. But us, the people who have a glad heart that thank God for every situation and learn to be, to use a grateful attitude, will have a continual feast regardless of circumstance. We will have a continual feast of good hormones, good, good uh, dopamine. Our our hippocampus will be hip and be excited, and everything that progress will happen. Okay, through thanking God for the problems, we will start growing, regardless of the circumstances. Our hearts will be cheerful, full of love, and be able to take on more responsibilities and get this more blessings. All right, March 5th. But just how, in these circumstances, does a fella take it easy, you ask? That's what I want to know. 12 steps and 12 traditions, page 26. That's a good question. But just how? It says, I was never known for my patience. How many times have I asked, why should I wait when I can have it all right now? Indeed, when I was first presented the 12 steps, I was like the proverbial kid in a candy store. I couldn't wait to get to step 12. It was surely just a few months' work, so I thought, I realized now that living the 12 steps of AA is a lifelong undertaking. Amen. And doing step one is so important, going through a more about alcoholism and realizing and label yourself, what kind of alcoholic are you? Are you a real alcoholic? middle-of-the-class alcoholic or avenger alcoholic, you know, get your AA degree and drop the BS. Get your AA degree by reading the books. Initially, the first 104 pages of the program make it easy for you and underline every paragraph, underline every statement and look up words. Did you know that you don't have to be doing this over and over again. Do it one thoroughly. I mean, yeah, you got to be working on others and helping others over and over again, but working to finding out what kind of alcoholic you are first. You're a binge drinker alcoholic, you're a middle of the class, or you're a real alcoholic. For me, I'm kind of like, in, my gauge is from real to, to middle. You know, I wasn't a binge periodic, you know, even though I'd done that, but I was more of a real alcoholic. He lost everything. <sighs> but just how in these circumstances does a fella take it easy? We take it easy by thanking God for the problem. Nice and simple. That's in our toolbox and practice it two minutes a day. Make a commitment. Write it down as a document to God that this this year or these next three months, or the next six months, or to your birthday, and put a rubber band around your wrist and say, I'm going to thank God for two minutes at least for every problem and situation, even progress, and any two-minute desire, anything that comes out of my brain, my emotions, my anger, my resentment, anything that comes out of my feelings and my thoughts, 
I'm going to thank God for two minutes for them so I can implement his counsel. So I can implement. I have acknowledged God and that is God's will. He wants me to acknowledge him in all my ways. And let's look at our lives in a few months and see, you know, even for a whole year and see if we look back and we haven't grown in wisdom and stature and composure in attitude and and wisdom and helping and talents and resources. I love you. All right, we reached to March 5th. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Our Father, please. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you listening to me. You are one of those persons that we talked about that you have uh, you have a glad heart. You're kind. You have a continual feast because you put up with me. Thank you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, now, this podcast is going to be replayed again a couple of times with some music in the background, just in case we miss something, okay? Or we want to get it deep into our hearts, so I'm going to play it three times, so you can log off after 30 minutes and continue in your work, if you like, or continue to play it, if you like if you like to rehearse the some of the points we covered. We've covered quite a bit of territory. Thank you. Give them heaven. Have a great day. Remember, laughter is your best ally. Laugh at it. Laugh at yourself. No big deals. And remember, if you do that, if you thank God for the problem, all things will become possible with God because we acknowledge God. And I'll stop right there. Adios, family. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. Welcome to today's podcast for March. We're going to try and read the whole daily reflections for the whole month of March. On this podcast, we'll be doing about seven at a time. Beginning with March 1st, of course, to... And we'll stop at March 5th for... And then we'll start all over again. All right, let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It works, it works, it really does. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 88. When I got sober, I initially had faith only in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Desperation and fear kept me sober, and maybe a caring and or a tough sponsor helped. Faith in a higher power came much later. This faith came slowly at first. After I began listening to others share at meetings about their experiences, experiences that I have never faced sober, but that they were facing with strength from a higher power. Out of their sharing came hope that I too would and could get a higher power. In time, I learned that a higher power, a faith that works under all conditions is possible. Today, this faith plus the honesty 
open-mindedness, and willingness to work the steps of the program give me the serenity that I seek. It works. It really does. I'm Fernando. I'm alcoholic, and I approve of that message. That happened to me March 2nd. Do not be discouraged. And I say to you again and again, do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 60. Few experiences are less valuable to me than fast sobriety. Too many times, discouragement has been the bonus for unrealistic expectations. Not to mention self-pity or fatigue from my wanting to change the world by the weekend. Discouragement is a warning signal that I may have wandered across the God line. The secret of fulfilling my potential is in acknowledging my limitations and believing that time is a gift, not a threat. Hope is the key that unlocks the door of discouragement. The program promises me that if I do not pick up the first drink today, I will always have hope. Having hope to believe that I keep what I share every time I encourage, I receive courage. It is with others that with the grace of God and the fellowship of AA, I trudge the road of happy destiny. May I always remember that the power within me is far greater than any fear before me. May I always have patience for I am on the right road. Fernando, alcoholic, self-pity, fatigue, wanting everybody to believe me because I got sober, my my loved ones, my mom, my brothers and sisters, my employer, my old friends, wanting them to believe me that I was going to be okay because I got sober and I'm a member of AA. I set myself up for a fall for discouragement because the baby in me wanted you to believe and I was crying and moaning and groaning. And <clears throat> alcoholic anonymous was punching me in the nose, telling me to be a man, to give thanks and write down my fourth and fifth and look uh, look at the past and all the wreckage that I've done and stay on step three until I'm ready to do four. Step three says, I've given over my life, my will, my choices, the way I, the way I look at things, my will and my life's plural, the many hands I have to other people, over to God as I understand Him. How do I understand God? This is the way I understand God. For me, folks, and it works, I, I thank God for my discouragements. I take hold of my willpower and by giving it over to God, by filtering through thanking God for everything that passes through my emotions, my mind, my fears, my anger, my hopes, my future desires, especially the bad stuff. I thank you, God, for what I'm going through. As a matter of fact, I turn it into a game, you know? This too shall pass hilariously. This too shall pass laughingly. This too shall pass and bless me. Amen. Thank you, God, for what I'm going through. Okay, March the 3rd. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Basically. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example 
of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. Alcoholic Nouns, page 62. For so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms, self-centeredness, self-pity, self-seeking, all of which stem from pride. Today, I have been given the gift through the Fellowship of Alcoholic Anonymous of practicing the steps of, and traditions in my life, of my group and sponsor, and the capacity, if so, I choose to put my pride aside in all situations with the rise in my life until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was a problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directly in proportion to them. I could not experience serenity and sound sobriety. I know I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I'm starting to put a lot on my hopper, on my brain. So I wish I, could, I wouldn't say any comments, then I can concentrate on the reading. Let me try this again. Thank you for hanging out with me. Let me read the... Uh, someone wrote this comment in, okay? What I usually like to do with my sponsees, I have them read the top portion first. So, for instance, today, the 3rd of March, it says, So our troubles, we think, are basically our own making. I like to ask them to, to go back and analyze that statement and write down. And then I grade them. Then we get together and they tell me, uh, this is what I wrote down for March the 3rd, without looking the commentary, the bottom part. So our troubles, we think, are basically we're all making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run right, that child in me, running and wanting the bottle and not, and crying on the, on the uh, supermarket floor because I can't get my bottle, or I'll try to put it down my pants, and then it flies off, and it breaks, and it, and it makes a big old embarrassment. Though he usually doesn't think so, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. One way to get rid of this selfishness is by thanking God for the selfishness. You know, you cut off that part and you start the discipline. You may have to write it down on your journal, actually on your minute to minute, hour by hour, day by day planner, that you're thanking God for your thinking. Everything that comes out of the chute, you're saying, thank you, God, for that thought. Thank you, God, for that emotion. Thank you, God, for that anger. Thank you, God, for that desire. Some desires are good, and every once in a while, you'll catch something. You'll say, oh, thank you, God. It'd be nice for me to have that iPad. I could do my work. And boom, two hours later, the iPad shows up. Guys, I am a witness of that. Situations like that. God starts doing for us things that we cannot do for ourselves so he can basically get the credit and we can, we can get excited and keep on doing the same thing over there. Man, that would thank you, God. That would be nice for me to have that vehicle. I can get to meetings. I can see myself filling it up with newcomers. I can see ourselves uh, singing songs and going to meetings and going to functions and being all the way live, being excited about doing the right things with newbies, with new alcoholics, with people that would not normally we wouldn't mix with. Amen. All right, let's keep going before I start on the next story. <laughs> 
I hope I covered everything. Um, let me go ahead and finish reading the second part. It says, and the alcoholics, an extreme example of self-will run right. Okay, that's our objective is to get a hold of our, our will, our self-will, and turn it into God will run praising. Run. <clears throat> we want to be an extreme example of self-will, <clears throat> thanking God for his will run riot. You know what I mean? We want to shift it over to God's will by thanking God for the problem. That is basically doing God's will. And every problem turns to be a gem. Every problem turns to be a prophet. We put every problem in the incinerator of thanksgiving. And out it comes out prophet. It becomes a lesson. It comes out gold. It becomes the, the learned lesson that we so yearn for. You know, we don't have to make that same mistake three times, seven times over and over again and beat ourselves up. Every time you say it, it's a must, should, would, could, uh, it's got to happen this way. I can't get rid of, you know, oh, this has to stop. Really? You can't even look, stop to look at your uh, at your past and see how many times you said that and how many times I fell on my mud, on the face of my mud. Stop saying that. It doesn't work. That's what the beauty of the Alcoholic Anonymous. It gives us a chance to look back and see the wreckage we've been causing with our own self-will run riot, folks. I work with alcoholics. They're constantly saying, I mean, they're, they're, they got a foot in the grave and they're saying... That kind of, uh, you know, attitude towards the future. Must, should, will. This has to happen. You know, I said, hey, guys, nothing's going to have to happen. You're not God. You are not God, and you're approaching God's world differently. We are guests on his house. You ever been in the guest of someone's house, and then you get overwhelmed with the furniture and the people and the dignity and the care, and you just you feel underdressed? That's what this we are in. We are in somebody's house and somebody's guest, and we're demanding things. Okay, we're made here to enjoy what they put on our plate. Thank you, God, what you put on my plate. If you start thanking God what's on your plate, guess what? He's going to start putting good things that you did not earn on your plate. And if you, that's the reason we have a hard time receiving His love. His care, His kindness, His goodness. Okay, I'll, I'll read the uh, second part. It says, for so many years, okay, above everything, we alcoholics, excuse me, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. And that alone right there takes years and years and years, and many of us take it to the grave. We don't stop to understand that it's our selfishness by not thanking God for our selfishness, it kills us. Okay? So, but God has the answer. Just all you got to do is thank Him for your selfishness. Thank Him for every thought that comes out of the brain. Every, every. The reason you want to thank Him is because it's, it's askew. It's usually wrong. It's, it's, it's cunning. It's, it's, it's ridiculing the people. It is, it is. It is judging wrongly. There's nothing wrong with right right judgment. But when we judge other people with uh, condemnation, criticizing, condemning, 
complaining, that right there, we are playing God. It's not our it's not our situation. We back off. Unless they're they're causing harm to us, you know, then we protect ourselves with all our hearts and minds and souls. But not with a word and not with fear, okay? Okay, for so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms of self-centeredness. Today, I have been given the gift of the Fellowship of Akronomics of practicing the steps and traditions in my life of my group and sponsor and the capacity, if, if I so choose, to put my pride aside in all situations which arise in my life until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was the problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them. I cannot experience serenity and sound sobriety. Again, until I could discard my expectations, okay, and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them, I cannot experience serenity and sound sobriety. Amen. That's that's the port pint. That's the goal we want to get to. I want to get to. You know, if I if there if it happens, it happens, right? If not, I will do whatever's in front of me to be done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. Whatever's three feet in front of me or around me. You know, for instance, if the wife wasn't ready, I was fine, fine, you know. Before I used to, man, I, 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 one time I got her in the car and we we're coming back from Las Vegas. She didn't talk to me till we got to Barstow. <laughs> I said, come on, we're going in the morning. We're going to see the sun rise. We'll be ready. Well, she wasn't ready. And she's today we usually leave. Ah, for instance, we just came down from up Northern California. We left at three in the afternoon and we had three days to get ready, but she had a cold and she had to take care of her parents and make more sandwiches for her parents before she left. And I tried to tell her, I said, honey, what's going to happen three days from now when they run out of sandwiches? I said, they're going to be able to take care of themselves. It's an honor to be able to cook for yourself and do things. They have the ability to do that. You're obsessing, but try to get that through her is will be... <clears throat> She'll be quiet all the way to Bakersfield. <laughs> all right, March 4th. The essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. Okay? The essence of our growth the essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better. And then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. In other words, guys, uh, thanking God for everything that's coming out of your brain, emotions, will, anger, and unremitting willingness. And how you do that is you put a rubber band around your wrist. I've got a rubber band right now around my wrist. And it says, give others the benefit of the doubt. It's something like that. And uh, this will remind me that my essence for growth is a willingness to make a change and do two-minute goals. I can thank God for a situation for two minutes. That's what my rubber band is about, to remind me not to engage until I thank God for the problem at least two minutes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I may have to set the clock for two minutes making my goal, thanking God. 
to shoulder a willingness, better unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. If I have the habit of making mistakes and I'm a history of making mistakes with my mouth, with my actions, with my being at the wrong place, wrong time, then I need to do self-discipline with God by thanking God. And then it becomes God's will. And then I become, I become ally with God. Don't you want to be ally? He's got a solution for everything, even the knuckleheads that bug you. You start thanking God for the knuckleheads and keep at it. And you don't know you don't understand it, even though it's not working. And you say, thank you, God. This, this thanking God is not working for this knucklehead. You stay there. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. And then you'll realize that you start getting a little hope, a little faith. That, that the knucklehead wants you to go in the wrong direction. Our direction is growth. Loving, giving the benefit of the doubt. We can easily say, oh, I give the benefit of doubt. Oh, nobody bothers me. Really? Really? Are you really honest with yourself when someone comes and starts eating your lunch very easily? You can start getting mad and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, that's what we want to curtail. That's what we want to, we want to grow from that point. They, they come to test us, see if the information that we've been reading and, and what we've been talking about it's valid, folks. So you might as well start thanking God for AA Big Book, page 552. If you have a resentment against anyone, people, places, and things, start thanking God for their prosperity, for their health, and their happiness. Thank you, God, for so-and-so's prosperity. Thank you, God, for their happiness. Thank you, God. Use the anger and the strength for good. And whatever you dish out, Someone else is going to dish out to you, guys. Just one guy went to heaven. He died in a motorcycle. He was revived. And he said when he was in heaven, he saw himself when he was beating up on that poindexter, the geek. And he and he, the guy looked familiar. And he was hitting him on the floor, he says, and, it's, and the God was showing him. And he saw that it was himself. He was beating himself up on the face with his anger. Just because he had anger. Just because anger was never disciplined as a child. And beating his own self. So when he came back, he's doing what I'm doing. Thanking God. For, and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And, okay? Alright folks, that's the way Gandhi did it. That's the way the, uh, our, our Lord Jesus recommends, you know, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Take the stronger guy can take the hit. I got punched by this one guy that was drinking and uh, we were in the house, somebody else's house, and I threw him out because of his arrogance. I got him and threw him out, locked him out of the house. Next couple of days, we're drinking again. We're standing out there and he came and he punched me. I wasn't angry at, at that time. I was serene and, and I knew I could hurt him if I raged, but I just stood in love. And other guys uh, held him back. And, I, and they were afraid I was going to react like a crazy man. But I let it go and nothing happened after that. I have forgiven myself, forgiven him, and there was no more anger on that. Of course, he would have kept punching me. I probably would have held him down. But that's the way we roll, folks. We have a program. Other people don't have programs. We have a program that's going to be tested, guys. Okay. Getting back to March 4th on the commentary, it says, As Bill sees it, page 115, 
That's what I read. The essence of all growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and the unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. By the time I had reached step three, by the way, that was from my Adabil season, page 115. By the time I had reached step three, I had been freed of my dependence of alcohol, but bitter experience has shown me that continuous sobriety requires continuous effort. Every now and then, I pause to take a good look at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look, but each time I also find new weeds sprouting where I thought I had made my final pass with the blade. As I head back to get the newly sprouted weed, it's easier when they are young, I take a moment to admire how lush the growing vegetables and flowers are, and my labors are rewarded. My sobriety grows and bears fruit. Wow, what a beautiful statement here, huh? Every now and then, I pause to take a look at my progress. Good look at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look. I thank God for the problems in the past. I pull out the wrong trees that are growing, the weeds, with thanking God for, for it. Who would have thought that if I thank God for a problem, God will help me pull it out? He goes, just thank me for it. Well, it's the problem that is stuck in the spirit is stuck in the heavens. And if we thank for them, the angels will help us pull that out and you'll feel it. You'll feel it pop out. It could be a devil, uh, evil spirit stuck inside of us. And that's the way we get it out. <clears throat> we, we sense it by the anger. We sense it by the resentment. We sense it by the destructive imagination that keeps uh, going through our mind. We start thanking God for our destructive, <clears throat> oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, thanking God that you catch yourself. I catch myself going back with my imagination and seeing that I have all these great investments and so forth. I thank God for my <clears throat> skewed thinking and imagination. I come back to the future and I thank, I thank you, God, for my life just the way it is. I thank you for my fingers. I thank you for my toes. I thank you for my knees. I thank you for my calves. Thank you for the blood that's running through my system. I thank you, God, for my kidneys, my liver, my pancreas, my stomach, Lord. Thank you, God, that I can piss shit. Thank you, God, that I can admire and see beauty. And thank you, God, for, for low riders, whatever, high riders. And you give yourself a five-minute enthusiastic uh, reality check. Thank you, God, I can breathe in deeply. Thank you, God, I can see, I can talk, I can think. I saw a lady on YouTube trying to do sit-ups, and they had cut off two of her legs and one arm. And she was a mom of three or three kids and stuff. And she was trying to do sit-ups so she can strengthen her abdominal muscles so she can be of better service with the one arm and the one torso she had left. And not to be uh, a poor me. And then you see her the next child just laughing and loving her kids with three limbs gone, folks. Come on now. By the way, do a two-minute exercise in <clears throat> laughing, two-minute exercise in thanking God for your thoughts, two-minute exercise in push-ups, sit-ups, two minutes, and walking, two minutes. Start everything two minutes every day <clears throat> that you have on your bucket list that you're going to do for self-improvement, two minutes. Two minutes of uh, brushing your teeth properly, uh, doing uh, hygiene, and basically everything is two minutes just to get us in the area of habit. Even writing two minutes 
even reading two minutes. Why do I say two minutes? Probably because you're not, we ain't doing even one minute. That's why we have all the, they say about 80 to 100 million people have good intentions in their hearts. So folks, all we're going to do is put our good intentions and dreaming too. Say for instance, you want a new vehicle. Dreaming for the new vehicle and saying, God, thank you for it. Okay. The supply for it is not here yet, Lord. But we, you and I, and everyone else should have it. It will surely come if we should desire it. And we do. You know, we stare at it, look at it, think about it. It'd be so nice driving it. Put your hands up. Imagine ourselves on it. That's a constructive two-minute going into the future reward, okay? Without any expectations. It's, it's a joy to take our laughter. See how laughing yourself into two minutes and being in that thing. Say, wow, it happened. It happened. So many times we use that that little trick in going places. But we don't have... We needed to get up Northern California, 400 miles. Somebody was moving in. They had an emergency. They're moving out of from another state. They're coming into the big house. We got to move our bedrooms out and let and be kind to the people, even though we knew they were drinking or they were going to turn on us. And we didn't have a vehicle to get up there. And then we prayed, say, God, help us to be there Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday morning we were there. Friends of ours were moving. And then they went away. We helped them move. And then we got close to the town, and then they loaned us a car, and then we went over there, and we were there. And then the beauty of it is that I said, we're here, we're here, it happened, it happened. Two minute imaginations. Remember, a glad heart makes a cheerful countenance, but a sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 15 13. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. Now, by thanking God for everything that goes through our mind, we will have a cheerful countenance. By, by complaining and arguing and sorrow of the heart, our spirit will be broken. We will be easily broken and led astray. Remember, our minds are always seeking understanding and knowledge, and we want to inquire and we crave for it. You know, the person that doesn't have a, a heart for this kind of stuff is always craving foolishness. You know, they always want more and more foolishness. They feed on foolishness. We are not, the, we have been changed. All the days of people that are, are complaining are afflicted and are made more evil by anxious thoughts and, and unrealistic uh, wants. But us, the people who have a glad heart that thank God for every situation and learn to be to use a grateful attitude will have a continual feast regardless of circumstance. We will have a continual feast of good hormones, good, good uh, dopamine. Our, our hippocampus will be hip and be excited and everything that progress will happen, okay? Through thanking God for the problems, we will start growing regardless of the circumstances. Our hearts will be cheerful, full of love, and be able to take on more responsibilities and, get this, more blessings. All right, March 5th. But just how, in these circumstances, does a fella take it easy, you ask? That's what I want to know. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 26. That's a good question. 
but just how. It says, I was never known for my patience. How many times have I asked, why should I wait when I can have it all right now? Indeed, when I was first presented the 12 steps, I was like the proverbial kid in a candy store. I couldn't wait to get to step 12. It was surely just a few months' work, so I thought, I realize now that living the 12 steps of AA is a lifelong undertaking. Amen. And doing step one is so important, going through a more about alcoholism and realizing and label yourself, what kind of alcoholic are you? Are you a real alcoholic, middle-of-the-class alcoholic, or a binger alcoholic? You know, get your AA degree and drop the BS. Get your AA degree by reading the books. Initially, the first 104 pages of the program make it easy for you and underline every paragraph, underline every statement and look up words. Did you know that you don't have to be doing this over and over again? Do it one thoroughly. I mean, yeah, you got to be working on others and helping others over and over again, but working the finding out what kind of alcoholic you are first. You're a binge drinker alcoholic, you're uh, middle of the class, or you're a real alcoholic. For me, I'm kind of like, in, my gauge is from real to, to middle. You know, I wasn't a binge periodic, you know, even though I'd done that, but I was more of a real alcoholic. He lost everything. <sighs> but just how in these circumstances does a fellow take it easy? We take it easy by thanking God for the problem. Nice and simple. That's in our toolbox. And practice it two minutes a day. Make a commitment. Write it down as a document to God that this, this year or these next three months, or the next six months, or to your birthday, and put a rubber band around your wrist and say, I'm going to thank God for two minutes at least for every problem and situation, even progress, and any two-minute desire, anything that comes out of my brain, my emotions, my anger, my resentment, anything that comes out of my feelings and my thoughts, I'm going to thank God for two minutes for them, so I can implement his counsel. So I can implement. I have acknowledged God, and that is God's will. He wants me to acknowledge him in all my ways. And let's look at our lives in a few months and see, you know, even for a whole year, and see if we look back and we haven't grown in wisdom, in stature, in composure, in, in attitude, and and wisdom, and helping, and talents, and resources. I love you. All right, we reached to March 5th. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Our Father, please. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you listening to me. You are one of those persons that we talked about that you have, uh, you have a glad heart. You're kind. You have a continual feast because you put up with me. Thank you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
All right, now, this podcast is going to be replayed again a couple of times with some music in the background, just in case we miss something, okay? Or we want to get it deep into our hearts, so I'm going to play it three times, so you can log off after 30 minutes and continue in your work, if you like, or continue to play it, if you like if you like to rehearse the some of the points we covered. We covered quite a bit of territory. Thank you. Give them heaven. Have a great day. Remember, laughter is your best ally. Laugh at it. Laugh at yourself. No big deals. And remember, if you do that, if you thank God for the problem, all things will become possible with God because we acknowledge God. And I'll stop right there. Adios, family. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. For March, we're going to try and read the whole daily reflections for the whole month of March. On this podcast, we'll be doing about seven at a time, beginning with March 1st, of course, to, and we'll stop at March 5th, for, and then we'll start all over again. All right, let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, please. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It works. It works. It really does. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 88. When I got sober, I initially had faith only in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Desperation and fear kept me sober, and maybe a caring and or a tough sponsor helped. Faith in a higher power came much later. This faith came slowly at first. After I began listening to others share at meetings about their experiences, experiences that I have never faced sober, but that they were facing with strength from a higher power. Out of their sharing came hope that I too would and could get a higher power. In time, I learned that a higher power, a faith that works under our conditions is possible. Today, this faith plus the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to work the steps of the program give me the serenity that I seek. It works. It really does. I'm Fernando. I'm alcoholic, and I approve of that message. That happened to me. March 2nd. Do not be discouraged. And I say to you again and again, do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 60. Few experiences are less valuable to me than fast sobriety. Too many times, discouragement has been the bonus for unrealistic expectations. Not to mention self-pity or fatigue from my wanting to change the world by the weekend. Discouragement is a warning signal that I may have wandered across the God line. The secret of fulfilling my potential is in acknowledging my limitations and believing that time is a gift, not a threat. Hope is the key that unlocks the door of discouragement. The program promises me that if I do not pick up the first drink today, I will always have hope. Having hope to believe that I keep what I share every time I encourage, I receive courage. It is with others that with the grace of God and the fellowship of AA, 
I trudge the road of happy destiny. May I always remember that the power within me is far greater than any fear before me. May I always have patience for I am on the right road. Fernando, alcoholic, self-pity, fatigue, wanting everybody to believe me because I got sober. My, my loved ones, my mom, my brothers and sisters, my employer, my old friends, wanting them to believe me that I was going to be okay because I got sober and I'm a member of AA. I set myself up for a fall for discouragement because the baby in me wanted you to believe and I was crying and moaning and groaning. And Alcoholic Anonymous was punching me in the nose, telling me to be a man, to give thanks and write down my fourth and fifth and look, look at the past and all the wreckage that I've done. And stay on step three until I'm ready to do four. Step three says, I've given over my life, my will, my choices, the way, I, the way I look at things, my will and my life's plural, the many hands I have to other people, over to God as I understand Him. How do I understand God? This is the way I understand God. For me, folks, and it works, I, I thank God. For my discouragements, I take hold of my willpower by giving it over to God, by filtering through thanking God for everything that passes through my emotions, my mind, my fears, my anger, my hopes, my future desires, especially the bad stuff. I thank you, God, for what I'm going through. As a matter of fact, I turn it into a game, you know. This too shall pass. Hilariously, this too shall pass laughingly. This too shall pass and bless me. Amen. Thank you, God, for what I'm going through. Okay, March the 3rd. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Basically. They arise out of ourself, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. Alcoholic Nouns, page 62. For so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms, self-centeredness, self-pity, self-seeking, all of which stem from pride. Today, I have been given the gift through the Fellowship of Alcoholic Nouns of practicing the steps of, and traditions in my life of my group and sponsor and the capacity if so I choose to put my pride aside in all situations with the rise in my life until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was a problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directly in proportion to them. I could not experience serenity and sound sobriety. I know I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I'm starting to put a lot on my hopper, on my brain. So I wish I, could, I wouldn't say any comments. Then I can concentrate on the reading. Let me try this again. Thank you for hanging out with me. Let me read the... Uh, someone wrote this comment in. Okay. 
What I usually like to do with my sponsees, I have them read the top portion first. So for instance, today, the 3rd of March, it says, so our troubles we think are basically our own making. I like to ask them to, to go back and analyze that statement and write down. And then I grade them. Then we get together and they tell me, uh, this is what I wrote down for March the 3rd, without looking the commentary, the bottom part. So our troubles we think are basically our own making. They arise out of ourselves and the alcoholic is an extreme example of Self will run right, that child in me, running and wanting the bottle and not, and crying on the, on the uh, supermarket floor because I can't get my bottle, or I'll try to put it down my pants and then it flies off and it breaks and it, and it makes a big old embarrassment. Though he usually doesn't think so, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills him. One way to get rid of that selfishness is by thanking God for the selfishness. You know, you cut off that part and you start the discipline. You may have to write it down on your journal, actually on your minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day planner that you're thanking God for your thinking. Everything that comes out of the chute, you're saying, thank you, God, for that thought. Thank you, God, for that emotion. Thank you, God, for that anger. Thank you, God, for that desire. Some desires are good, and every once in a while, you'll catch something. You'll say, oh, thank you, God. It'd be nice for me to have that iPad. I could do my work. And boom, two hours later, the iPad shows up. Guys, I am a witness of that. Situations like that. God starts doing for us things that we cannot do for ourselves, so he can basically get the credit, and we can, we can get excited and keep on doing the same thing over there. Man, that would thank you, God. That would be nice for me to have that vehicle. I can get to meetings. I can see myself filling it up with newcomers. I can see ourselves uh, singing songs and going to meetings and going to functions and being all the way live, being excited about doing the right things with newbies, with new alcoholics, with people that would not normally we wouldn't mix with. Amen. All right, let's keep going before I start on the next story. (laughs) I hope I covered everything. Um, Let me go ahead and finish reading the second part. It says, and the alcoholics, an extreme example of self-will run right, okay? That's our objective is to get a hold of our our will, our self-will, and turn it into God will run praising, run. We want to be an extreme example of Self-will, thanking God for His will, run riot. You know what I mean? We want to shift it over to God's will by thanking God for the problem. That is basically doing God's will. And every problem turns to be a gem. Every problem turns to be a prophet. We put every problem in the incinerator of thanksgiving. And it becomes a profit, it becomes a lesson, it becomes a goal, it becomes the, the learned lesson that we so yearn for. You know, we don't have to make that same mistake three times, seven times over and over again and beat ourselves up. Every time you say, it, it's a must, should, would, could, uh, it's got to happen this way, I can't get rid of, you know, oh, this has to stop, Really? 
You can't even look, stop to look at your uh, at your past and see how many times you said that and how many times I fell on my mud, on the face of my mud. Stop saying that. It doesn't work. That's what the beauty of the Alcoholic Anonymous. It gives us a chance to look back and see the wreckage we've been causing with our own self-will run riot, folks. I work with alcoholics. They're constantly saying, I mean, they're in, they're, they got a foot in the grave and they're saying that kind of, uh, you know, attitude towards the future. Must, should, will. This has to happen. You know, I said, hey, guys, nothing's going to have to happen. You're not God. You are not God, and you're approaching God's world differently. We are guests on his house. You ever been in a guest of someone's house, and then you get overwhelmed with the furniture and the people and the dignity and the care? You just, you feel underdressed. That's what this, we are in. We are in somebody's house and somebody's guest, and we're demanding things, Okay. We're made here to enjoy what they put on our plate. Thank you, God, what you put on my plate. If you start thanking God what's on your plate, guess what? He's going to start putting good things that you did not earn on your plate. And if you, that's the reason we have a hard time receiving his love, his care, his kindness, his goodness. Okay, I'll, I'll read the uh, second part. It says, for so many years, okay, above everything, we alcoholics, excuse me, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. And that alone right there takes years and years and years, and many of us take it to the grave. We don't stop to understand that it's our selfishness. By not thanking God for our selfishness, it kills us. Okay, so but God has the answer. Just all you gotta do is thank Him for your selfishness. Thank Him for every thought that comes out of the brain. Every every the reason you want to thank Him is because it's it's a skew. It's usually wrong. It's 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 cunning. It's 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 ridiculing the people. It is it is it is judging wrongly. There's nothing wrong with right right judgment but when we judge other people with uh, condemnation criticizing condemning complaining that right there we are playing God it's not our it's not our situation we back off unless they're they're causing harm to us you know then we protect ourselves with all our hearts and minds and souls but not with a word and not with fear okay Okay, for so many years, my life revolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms of self-centeredness. Today, I have been given the gift of the Fellowship of Anonymous of practicing the steps and traditions in my life of my group and sponsor and the capacity, if I so choose, to put my pride aside in all situations which arise in my life until I could honestly look at myself and see that I was the problem in many situations and react appropriately inside and out until I could discard my expectations and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them. I cannot experience serenity and sound sobriety. Again, until I could discard my expectations, okay, and understand that my serenity was directly proportional to them, I cannot experience serenity and sound sobriety. Amen. That's that's the port pint. That's the goal we want to get to. 
I want to get to. You know, if I, if there if it happens, it happens, right? If not, I will do whatever's in front of me to be done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. If that doesn't get done, then this will get done. Whatever's three feet in front of me or around me. You know, for instance, if the wife wasn't ready, I was fine, fine, you know. Before, I used to... Man, I, I, I one time I got her in the car and we we're coming back from Las Vegas. She didn't talk to me till we got to Barstow. <laughs> I said, come on, we're going in the morning. We're going to see the sun rise. We'll be ready. Well, she wasn't ready. And she's, today we usually be... Ah, for instance, we just came down from up Northern California. We left at three in the afternoon and we had three days to get ready, but she had a cold and she had to take care of her parents and make more sandwiches for her parents before she left. And I tried to tell her, I said, honey, what's going to happen three days from now when they run out of sandwiches? I said, they're going to be able to take care of themselves. It's an honor to be able to cook for yourself and do things. They have the ability to do that. You're obsessing, but try to get that through her is will be... <clears throat> she'll be quiet all the way to Bakersfield. <laughs> all right, March 4th. The essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. Okay? The essence of our growth the essence of our growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and then an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. In other words, guys, uh, thanking God for everything that's coming out of your brain, emotions, will, anger, and unremitting willingness. And how you do that is you put a rubber band around your wrist. I got a rubber band right now around my wrist. And it says, give others the benefit of the doubt. It's something like that. And uh, this will remind me that my essence for growth is a willingness to make a change and do two-minute goals. I can thank God for a situation for two minutes. That's what my rubber band's about, to remind me not to engage until I thank God for the problem, at least two minutes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I may have to set the clock for two minutes, making my goal, thanking God. To shoulder a willingness, better unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibility this entails. If I have the habit of making mistakes and I'm a history of making mistakes with my mouth, with my actions, with my being at the wrong place, wrong time, then I need to do self-discipline with God by thanking God. And then it becomes God's will. And then I become, I become ally with God. What you want to be, Alan? He's got a solution for everything, even the knuckleheads that bug you. You start thanking God for the knuckleheads and keep at it. And you don't know you don't understand it, even though it's not working. And you say, "Thank you, God. This, this thanking God is not working for this knucklehead." You stay there. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. And then you'll realize that you start getting a little hope, a little faith that that the knucklehead wants you to go in the wrong direction. Our direction is growth, loving, giving the benefit of the doubt. We can easily say, oh, I give the benefit of the doubt. Oh, nobody bothers me. Really? Really? Are you really honest with yourself when someone comes and starts eating your lunch very easily? You can start getting mad and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, that's what we want to curtail. That's what we want to 
We want to grow from that point. They, they come to test us, see if the information that we've been reading and, and what we've been talking about is valid, folks. So might as well start thanking God for AA Big Book, page 552. If you have a resentment against anyone, people, places, and things, start thanking God for their prosperity, for their health, and their happiness. Thank you, God, for so-and-so's prosperity. Thank you, God, for their happiness. Thank you, God. Use the anger and the strength for good. And whatever you dish out, someone else is going to dish out to you, guys. Just one guy went to heaven. He died in a motorcycle. He was revived. And he said when he was in heaven, he saw himself when he was beating up on that poindexter, the geek. And he and he the guy looked familiar and he was hitting him on the floor, he says in his in the God was showing him. And he saw that it was himself. He was beating himself up on the face with his anger. Just because he had anger. Just because anger was never disciplined as a child. And beating his own self. So when he came back, he's doing what I'm doing, thanking God for, and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And Okay. All right, folks. That's the way Gandhi did it. That's the way the, uh, our our Lord Jesus recommends. You know, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Take the stronger guy can take the hit. I got punched by this one guy that was drinking, and uh, we were in the house, somebody else's house, and I threw him out because of his arrogance. I got him and threw him out, locked him out of the house. Next couple of days, we're drinking again. We're standing out there, and he came and he punched me. I wasn't angry at, at that time. I was serene, and, and I knew I could hurt him if I raged, but I just stood in love, and other guys uh, held him back, and I and they were afraid I was going to react like a crazy man, but I let it go, and nothing happened after that. I have forgiven myself, forgiven him, and there was no more anger on that. Of course, he would have kept punching me. I probably would have held him down, but... That's the way we roll, folks. We have a program. Other people don't have programs. We have a program that's going to be tested, guys. Okay. Getting back to March 4th on the commentary, it says, As Bill sees it, page 115, that's what I read. The essence of all growth is a willingness to make a change for the better and the unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities this entails. By the time I had reached step three... By the way, that was from As Bill Sees It, page 115. By the time I had reached step three, I had been freed of my dependence of alcohol, but bitter experience has shown me that continuous sobriety requires continuous effort. Every now and then, I pause to take a good look at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look, but each time I also find new weeds sprouting where I thought I had made my final pass with the blade. As I head back to get the newly sprouted weed, it's easier when they are young. I take a moment to admire how lush the growing vegetables and flowers are. And my labors are rewarded. My sobriety grows and bears fruit. Wow, what a beautiful statement here, huh? Every now and then, I pause to take a look at my progress. Good luck at my progress. More and more of my garden is weeded each time I look. I thank God for the problems in the past. I pull out the wrong trees that are growing, the weeds, with thanking God for, for it. Who would have thought that if I thank God for a problem, God will help me pull it out? 
He goes, just thank me for it. Well, it's the problem that is stuck in the spirit is stuck in the heavens. And if we thank for them, the angels will help us pull that out and you'll feel it. You'll feel it pop out. It could be a devil, an evil spirit stuck inside of us. And that's the way we get it out. We, we sense it by the anger. We sense it by the resentment. We sense it by the destructive imagination that keeps uh, going through our mind. We start thanking God for our destructive, <clears throat> oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, and thanking God that you catch yourself. I catch myself going back with my imagination and seeing that I have all these great investments and so forth. I thank God for my <clears throat> skill thinking and imagination. I come back to the future and I thank, I thank you, God, for my life just the way it is. I thank you for my fingers. I thank you for my toes. I thank you for my knees. I thank you for my calves. Thank you for the blood that's running through my system. I thank you, God, for my kidneys, my liver, my pancreas, my stomach, Lord. Thank you, God, that I can piss, shit. Thank you, God, that I can admire and see beauty. And thank you, God, for for low riders, whatever, high riders. And you give yourself a five-minute enthusiastic uh, reality check. Thank you, God, I can breathe in deeply. Thank you, God, I can see, I can talk, I can think. I saw a lady on YouTube trying to do sit-ups, and they had cut off two of her legs and one arm and she was a mom of three or three kids and stuff and she was trying to do sit-ups so she can strengthen her abdominal muscles so she can be of better service with the one arm and the one torso she had left and not to be uh, a poor me and then you see her the next child just laughing and loving her kids with three limbs gone folks come on now by the way do a two-minute exercise in laughing, two-minute exercise, and thanking God for your thoughts, two-minute exercise, in push-ups, sit-ups, two minutes, and walking, two minutes, start everything two minutes every day that you have on your bucket list that you're going to do for self-improvement, two minutes, two minutes of uh, brushing your teeth properly, uh, doing uh, hygiene, and basically everything is two minutes, just to get us on the area of habit, even writing two minutes, even reading two minutes. Why do I say two minutes? Probably because you're not, we ain't doing even one minute. That's why we have all these, they say about 80 to 100 million people have good intentions in their hearts. So folks, all we're going to do is put our good intentions and dreaming too. Say for instance, you want a new vehicle, dreaming for the new vehicle and saying, God, thank you for it. Okay. The supply for it is not here yet, Lord. But we, you and I, and everyone else should have it. It will surely come if we should desire it. And we do. You know, we stare at it, look at it, think about it. It'd be so nice driving it, put your hands on it, imagine ourselves on it. That's a constructive two-minute going into the future reward, okay? Without any expectations. It's, it's a joy, to take our laughter, see how laughing yourself in the two minutes and being in that thing. So, wow, it happened, it happened. So many times we use that that little trick in going places where we don't have, we needed to get up Northern California, 400 miles. Somebody was moving in, they had an emergency. They're moving out of from another state. They're coming into the big house. We got to move our bedrooms out. 
and let it be kind to the people, even though we knew they were drinking or they were going to turn on us. And we didn't have a vehicle to get up there. And then we prayed, said, God, help us to be there Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday morning we were there. Friends of ours were moving, and then they we helped them move. And then we got close to the town, and then they loaned us a car, and we went over there, and we were there. And then the beauty of it is that I said, we're here, we're here, it happened, it happened. Too many imaginations. Remember, a glad heart makes a cheerful countenance, but a sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 15, 13. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. Now, by thanking God for everything that goes through our mind, we will have a cheerful countenance. By, by complaining and arguing <clears throat> sorrow of the heart, our spirit will be broken. We will be easily broken and led astray. Remember, our minds are always seeking understanding and knowledge, and we want to inquire and we crave for it. You know, the person that doesn't have a, a heart for this kind of stuff is always craving foolishness. You know, they always want more and more foolishness. They feed on foolishness. We are not, we have been changed. All the days of people that are are complaining are afflicted and are made more evil by anxious thoughts and and unrealistic uh, wants. But us, the people who have a glad heart that thank God for every situation and learn to be, to use a grateful attitude, will have a continual feast regardless of circumstance. We will have a continual feast of good hormones, good, good uh, dopamine. Our our hippocampus will be hip and be excited, and everything that progress will happen. Okay, through thanking God for the problems, we will start growing, regardless of the circumstances. Our hearts will be cheerful, full of love, and be able to take on more responsibilities and get this more blessings. All right, March 5th. But just how, in these circumstances, does a fella take it easy, you ask? That's what I want to know. 12 steps and 12 traditions, page 26. That's a good question. But just how? It says, I was never known for my patience. How many times have I asked, why should I wait when I can have it all right now? Indeed, when I was first presented the 12 steps, I was like the proverbial kid in a candy store. I couldn't wait to get to step 12. It was surely just a few months' work, so I thought, I realized now that living the 12 steps of AA is a lifelong undertaking. Amen. And doing step one is so important, going through a more about alcoholism, and realizing and label yourself, what kind of alcoholic are you? Are you a real alcoholic, middle-of-the-class alcoholic, or a binger alcoholic? You know, get your AA degree and drop the BS. Get your AA degree by reading the books. Initially, the first 104 pages of the program make it easy for you and underline every paragraph, underline every statement and look up words. Did you know that you don't have to be doing this over and over again? Do it one thoroughly. 
I mean, yeah, you got to be working on others and helping others over and over again, but working to finding out what kind of alcoholic you are first. You're a binge drinker alcoholic, you're uh, middle of the class, or you're a real alcoholic. For me, I'm kind of like, in, my gauge is from real to, to middle. You know, I wasn't a, per- a binge periodic, you know, even though I'd done that, but I was more of a real alcoholic. He lost everything. But just how in these circumstances the fella take it easy? We take it easy by thanking God for the problem. Nice and simple. That's in our toolbox. And practice it two minutes a day. Make a commitment. Write it down as a document to God that this this year or these next three months or the next six months or to your birthday and put a rubber band around your wrist and say, I'm going to thank God for two minutes at least for every problem and situation even progress and any two-minute desire, anything that comes out of my brain, my emotions, my anger, my resentment, anything that comes out of my feelings and my thoughts, I'm going to thank God for two minutes for them so I can implement His counsel, so I can implement. I have acknowledged God, and that is God's will. He wants me to acknowledge Him in all my ways, And let's look at our lives in a few months and see, you know, even for a whole year and see if we look back and we haven't grown in wisdom and stature and composure and attitude and and wisdom and helping and talents and resources. I love you. All right, we reached to March 5th. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Our Father, please. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you listening to me. You are one of those persons that we talked about that you have uh, you have a glad heart. You're kind. You have a continual feast because you put up with me. Thank you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, now, this podcast is going to be replayed again a couple of times with some music in the background just in case we miss something, okay? Or we want to get it deep into our hearts so... I'm going to play it three times so you can log off after 30 minutes and continue in your work if you like or continue to play it if you like if you like to rehearse the some of the points we covered. We've covered quite a bit of territory. Thank you. Give them heaven. Have a great day. Remember, laughter is your best ally. Laugh at it. Laugh at yourself. No big deals. And remember, if you do that, If you thank God for the problem, all things will become possible with God because we acknowledge God. And I'll stop right there. Adios, family. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby.